Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. He has Parliament Hill on speed dial, and they know when the phone rings, no comment is not an option. This is The Roy Green Show. And the winner of 2018 BC Party Leadership and the next Premier of Ontario is Doug Ford. We will put a platform forward that speaks to every Ontarian. Together, we will return our province to where it belongs. We will make Ontario the leader of jobs and growth in Canada. I've said before, and I'll say it again, Ontario will be open for business. And those are the words of the leader of the Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario. Although there was this statement from Christine Elliott's campaign, and that came about one o'clock in the morning. This evening, our campaign was made aware of serious irregularities. With respect to this leadership race, what we do know is Christine Elliott has won the popular vote. Christine Elliott has won the majority of ridings. Of the approximately 1,200 points that are included, in the final calculations, there are fewer than 150 points difference between the two candidates. Most importantly, thousands of members have been assigned to incorrect writings. For example, Mount Hope inside of Hamilton had its members assigned to Chatham-Kent several hundred kilometers away. Our scrutineers identified entire towns voting in the wrong writing in a race this close largely determined by geography. Someone needs to stand up for those members. I will stand up for these members and plan to investigate the extent of this discrepancy. I understand that Ms. Elliott is meeting with lawyers today. With me on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network are Alex Pearson, the host of On Point on Chorus Ontario Radio at the convention yesterday and was kind enough to spend time with us. Hi, Alex. Hello there. And Tasha Carradine from AM640 in Toronto, also national columnist and Political savant. <laughs> you exaggerate, but thanks, right? <laughs> I'll take it. Hi, Tasha. Hi. So what? how are you feeling this morning? What was accomplished yesterday? Let's start with you, Alex. Well, I feel like um, the daylight savings has really screwed me up and I feel exhausted, <laughs> but I got a bounce in my step today, let me tell you. I actually think we are witnessing a movement, and uh, this is not going to be stopped. There is no voter discrepancy. Doug Ford won. And as I understand it, there is this question about 1,300 votes. But there actually is not uh, a question. And the fact that Caroline Mulrooney is out campaigning, the fact that people like Lisa McLeod have come out and congratulated, you know, the new leader, the fact that um, insiders that I'm hearing from have all offered their support, there is nothing to fight at this point. And I think it would be better for the party, and I think it would be better for Christine Elliott, um, who, who had the chance to extend the vote. Let's not forget that who I think had been given every kind of advantage by media coverage um, and certainly by the pollsters who had her ahead, the party would not have come out last night if this was not 
an absolute sure thing because Doug Ford was not their pick for leader. She very much had those odds in her favor. So they would not have come out if there were any questions. So this thing is over. The party must unite. And this fear-mongering that you're going to start to hear, oh, I don't know, a month ago, which is, you know, uh, that Ford will take your ovaries, that Ford will, um, you know, move us back to the Middle Ages, that Ford will do all these bad things is nothing but noise. This is a movement of everyday people who actually really relate to Doug Ford and certainly just want a voice and they want to take this province back. And I say, go get them. Tasha, what's your take? Well, I'm not as tired as Alex today, uh, but uh, I was watching it unfold last night at a distance. And I think that, yes, I agree. The party has to move on for their own sake. Um, I think this challenge, while I can completely feel for Miss Elliott, uh, she is an amazing person, amazing politician, and this is a bitter, bitter pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. I think that at the end of the day she has to do that because um, what you're seeing here uh, is it's, she's in a very difficult position because of what she did not do before the deadline passed, which was ask for an extension, which was exactly stand up for those people who are saying, I don't have my PIN, I don't have my ID, or I can't log in, or like really help me. Her campaign was you know, crickets on most of that. And the other campaigns were out there saying, and Doug Ford explicitly extend the vote. Um, the injunction was was decided against extending the vote. So you know, to now come back and say this, I think is just it just it just sounds really wrong. I think um, I agree with Alex too that Doug Ford is um, you know a figure who will appeal uh, to a lot of people. He is a polarizing figure clearly, and half the party or just under half the party didn't choose him. But that's not to say that they won't back him in an election. The hatred for Kathleen Wynne among the rank and file is huge. And I think also outside of Toronto, where Rob yes. Ford is less of, a, of an issue because people were not uh, you know, watching CP24 every day during his mayoralty or the dying days of it. Um, those people are looking at Doug Ford and they identify with him and they say, you know what, this guy is plain spoken. He connects with ordinary people. He is pro-taxpayer. He is against government waste. Um, you know, mm-hmm. he doesn't want those windmills there. I mean, there's so many issues that he can. Yep. And then, you know, he will connect with people. So, I think it's going to be a really interesting race. I think he has a very strong chance of winning. Yep. He will win. And, I, and to add to Tasha, who I agree with fullheartedly, he was also a different person at that time. In the Rob Ford years. He was a big brother defending a little brother who was yep. going through an absolute nightmare opiate crisis that he was mocked for, but it ended up uh, destroying him. And um, and he was also running for mayor at a time when his brother couldn't. And so it was a very emotional time for Doug Ford. The Doug Ford I have met in the last few weeks is a much more contained Doug Ford. He's much more grounded. And while he's still the kind of everyday guy you can relate to, there is a sense of uh, of growing that he has done, and um, and I don't think he's to be underestimated. I will call it right now. He will win in a landslide because he has the ability, uh, Roy and Tasha, to reach out to um, even those in the unions who will be fear-mongered by the upper brass of the unions, but he has the ability to reach out to the cops, the frontline nurses, the teachers, and all those people in the front-line ranks while taking up the upper brass that has been milking this province for years to their own gain. Those people have not had a voice. They like what he says, and they want the control to get their jobs back in the hospital, to start servicing the people of this province. And the teachers who want to just teach the kids that have been taken over by an ideologue, he will appeal to them. Yeah, yeah I, think, uh, I think the NDP vote is really the key here. And I think that yeah. a lot of assumptions have been made. The NDP vote will now flock to Kathleen Wynne because nope. they will want to block 
Ford uh, from from uh, from coming in. I think the NDP vote is not monolithic, and I think there will be people on the left, um, specifically you know the downtown Toronto uh, people who are hardcore environmentalists, people who are hardcore you know, rights advocates for various communities, they will go and they'll say, this is the end of the world, we got to vote liberal, which will, you know, hurt Andrea Horvath. But on the other end, Andrea Horvath is also going to be hurt, I think. Ford can appeal to the blue-collar union vote, the rank and file. I agree. And go to Oshawa, go to places where, you know, there are people who will also say, hey, uh, I don't I don't necessarily buy the NDP or the liberal line that I'm hearing. I'm looking for someone who connects with me. This is the same kind of appeal Mike Harris had, too. It's this sort of every person appeal. And I think that is Ford's greatest strength. His greatest yep. Achilles heel, though, is if he does say something nuts and crazy. And that's what he reined in during this campaign. He did, to a great extent. He was a different mm-hmm. Doug Ford than we saw before. You no, know, it's interesting. I, I was communicating with a good friend of mine last night by way of email, and he was confused about what's going on. He's a lefty. <laughs> And he was confused about what was going on, and and I said, you know, just just hang in, hang in, and hang in. But the point that he made consistently throughout our email exchange was he feels like he knows Doug Ford. Mm -hmm. He feels like Doug Ford's the kind of guy he could have come to a barbecue in his backyard, and he'd be very comfortable talking to Doug Ford as a person and talking to Doug Ford about issues. There's a familiarity he feels he has with Doug Ford that he doesn't have with anybody else in the well, political yep. spectrum in Canada. Let me say, when, when Doug Ford, I was at the uh, Manning Center conference, it was a con- conservative conference in Ottawa, uh, just a few weeks ago, it was at the start of the campaign, Doug Ford had announced all the candidates were there to talk to people. Doug Ford went to the bar. He went to the events. He went to and talked to the exactly that. He went among the rank-and-file conservatives who were there, pressed the flesh. He was the only one who, who did that. And mm-hmm. it was it's in his nature. He actually enjoys it. He hosts barbecues. So mm-hmm. I think that voter is absolutely right. That is his greatest asset in this campaign. Well, that's a lefty. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, but he will appeal to them. You know, he's unpolished. He's scrappy. He speaks everyday language. Mm-hmm. And that is a nightmare yeah. for Kathleen Wynne. But what I love about Doug Ford is he's not ashamed to be a conservative. He is not ashamed to say, I'm going to rein in the spending and lower taxes. I'm going to fight for the businesses which have absolutely lost confidence in this province. And I think we're starting to see a shift and a pushback because people are finally realizing that this province is not working and our kids are going to pay the price for it dearly. And the North has been ignored. Um, Anywhere outside of the 416 have been completely ignored for 15 years and they are fed up. So anybody, I think, in the media, what they're not grasping and what they didn't grasp with Trump or even Rob Ford is that there is a movement afoot that people want to hear the voice. And that is exactly what this vote said is against the PC party, against, I mean, literally they voted against the PC party, which yeah. wanted Christine and he was helped in this, to be the picked one. Yeah. They didn't just vote for him. They voted for Tanya Granick Allen, the other outsider. Yeah. And, the, and yeah. her votes put him over the top. It was an anti-establishment vote. Yeah. And the Liberals are the establishment. Let's let's face yep. it, in this election, the Liberals have been there since 2003. So there's a lot of establishment to vote against. So the anti-establishment voter has a very easy pick in Doug Ford. Now, this has been coming for quite some time. This yep. populist movement that we're seeing even develop further in Europe than we'd seen until the Italian vote a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, this populist movement has been moving stronger, becoming stronger and stronger as people are becoming uh, more and more less willing to accept the status quo and have the ideologues run our lives for us and tell us that if we disagree with them, there's something fundamentally wrong with us, that we're either racist, we're bigots, we're, we're uninformed. People have said, I think now, and are saying it at the ballot box, enough. 
Yes, they are. And, Enough. And, and so they should. I mean, it's shameful the way um, Tanya Granick Allen, who I may not agree with on everything, she has been, you know, painted as some kind of right wing alt right. Exactly. I can tell you, Roy, as someone who's got, and, and Tasha might feel the same way. I got a young child in school, and while I love my teachers, and I always, I mean, I'm very blessed to have wonderful teachers. I do not like what I'm seeing as far as the ideological, the justice warrior, the white privilege, and all this crap being taught to these kids. The teacher's job is to teach them to write, to add, subtract, to, to learn the skills of life. And we are seeing it in the results of the text. Kids yeah, are they're not, not passing math. math. This is not some, like, conspiracy. They're not passing. Yeah. No, and they're, so, looking, yeah. they're looking for safe spaces and yes. just the, the general rejection the of anything. Yeah. But this is the, this is, and I'll go a step further. I totally Can you hold on just a sec? Can you both hold on for a sec? Sure. I have yep. to take a break. Okay. We will come back with Alex Pearson and Tasha Carradine on The Roy Green Show. It's the chorus. Radio Network. One of the most respected and experienced broadcasters in the industry. This is the Roy Green Show. I'm on Twitter at the Roy Green Show and emails to Roy at RoyGreenshow.com. Reading a piece in the Globe and Mail by Adam Redwanski, the uh, political columnist, and I'm with Tasha Carradine from AM640 in Toronto, Alex Pearson, who hosts On Point on the Chorus Radio Network in Ontario, and I'm reading his piece uh, by Mr. Radwanski. He writes in part, and he does the comparison between uh, Doug Ford and Donald Trump. Oh, give me a break. Uh, let me just read to the lines. But everything we know about Mr. Ford as a politician makes the parallels too numerous to overlook. There's the almost proud ignorance of the intricacies of public policy, the simple sloganeering and attack lines against the opponents, right down to his campaign's apparent attempt through social media to label Ms. Elliott Crooked Christine, the enthusiastic dabbling in social conservatism, despite not presenting the most devout of Christians, not as the most devout of Christians, the habitual disdain toward the media, the reputation as a bully, including toward his own staff and behind-the-scenes allies. And there's one more sentence here. And more importantly, there are the parallels between what he offers and what is offered not just by Mr. Trump, but by populists in through much of Europe and elsewhere. Validation to those who feel left behind by economic and social change and believe that corrupt elites, elites rather, elites if you like, across the mainstream political parties are indifferent to their struggles. A lot of people feel that way, and with justification. The last part's mine. Well, you know what? I think that uh, populism appeals, yes, to people who feel that they aren't being listened to by elites. But what what uh, Ford is selling is very different than what Trump uh, is playing yeah. on. Trump is playing on anti-immigrant vote. He is also playing on, uh, you know, the fact that the hinterlands of the U.S. have collapsed economically. There are people who are addicted to OxyContin. who used to have jobs in steel mills and this kind of protectionist rhetoric. Doug Ford is not that at all. Doug Ford appeals to people who feel they're paying too much money to the government, the taxpayer, and he's also appealing to people, and this is where I take common cause of what Alex said and, and take it further. It's not just the school system where we've got social justice warriors instead of teachers. It's the government. The government has picked up on a lot of causes that many people will say, you know what, that's nice, but you're not really tackling the bigger issues of, you know, the fact that people are queued in hospital hallways instead of getting treatment. You're not tackling the bigger issue that my kid can't add two plus two, uh, but they're wearing pink bully shirts every other week. It's, it's the focus that's been lost, and I think that's the general thing, and I don't think that's what Trump sells. Trump is a 
bully. Trump is has a lot of negative stuff that Doug Ford doesn't have. Do you know what those yeah, words? I, you know what those words? Do you know what those words? My Radwanski said to me, "The left doesn't understand Doug Ford mm-hmm. any more than they understand Trump, really. But they don't understand populism. They don't understand why, or they won't accept why what happened last night happened." They don't understand everyday people, and that's where they have lost mm. touch with all reality. Right. And uh, Ontario is much, much bigger than downtown Toronto and downtown Ottawa. You step anywhere outside of there, and people are really, really angry, Roy. And I guarantee you, they, you know, while people will mock and make fun of Ford Nation, there are more people that will join Ford Nation even quietly because they like what he says and they believe that he will make the change. Look, he will inherit a mess of diabolical proportions if he does win in June. There's no question we are not being told the real story of the dollars and cents. The fact that they're now running an $8 billion deficit in this election, I guarantee you it's a hell of a lot bigger than that. So there's no question it's going to be a very hard battle. But what I would ask people to do is step back, stop reading the rhetoric, start doing your own investigation and research. It is more than just sound bites. He's reached a populace in the social conservative movement who have been vilified because they believe what they believe. They are not to be vilified. They have every right to believe in what they do, and they should not be shunned for it. But he also speaks to a whole lot of other people, like those in the steel industry, who need someone to fight for them because he will go down to the Rust Belt, and he will make sure that our interests are protected. But just do your own research and take a look at the candidates. I've met every single one of these candidates because I worked on the campaign, so I worked closely with them. There's some very good talent out there. Look into your own people that you're going to be voting for and see who you've got. And you actually might uh, realize that they have more in common with you than what the media is telling you. Okay. I have to stop it here. It's fascinating to to listen to both of you. You were both there yesterday. I was at a sort of... I I wasn't. I got to watch it from a distance. Oh, you watched from a distance as well. (laughs) Okay. I think it's interesting that both Tasha and I, who I think are very different in the way we cover things, both have come to the same conclusion. And we're both women who see that. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting to hear how women respond and react to all of this. I think I have a good idea. I've been hearing from people across the country about Doug Ford over the last several weeks, and certainly the national view seems to be from people who are engaged in politics and those who are just getting engaged. Boy, we wish we had somebody with that attitude here so we'd have a better choice. He and Jason Kenny will be surely uh, not liked in Ottawa, that's for sure. Alex, Tasha, thank you both so very much. <laughs> Pleasure. Thanks. Take care. Yeah, Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Tasha Carrot and Alex Pearson. On the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network, it's 800-263-2428, 1-800-263-2428. So a populist wins the Ontario Progressive Conservative Party leadership. From the left, there's going to be virtual derision at the notion of a populist um, being in charge. Populists are unsophisticated, bullies and racists, unable and inappropriate choices to govern social and civilized societies, seems to be the point of view. 1-800-263-2428 is my number. What uh, are the better choices, the left or the right? Justin Trudeau or Doug Ford? 800-263-2428. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.